Hello, and welcome to One Stop Co-op Shop, your one stop for board game news and reviews. Hold on to your pants, it's time for a special episode. Okay, welcome to One Stop Co-op Shop. This is Steve, I'm here with Kanji from Kanji Studios. We are unfortunately missing one of the awesome trio. <laughs> Baron unfortunately cannot make it today, but uh, he should be here next week, hopefully, if nothing else changes. So so this is a co-op, co-op chat. We're going to do, talk about cooperative games. And this week, and actually next week as well, we're kind of taking a break from from all the, well, I don't want to say all the new stuff, but we are looking back at the first half of the year because we're at the midpoint of the year. And so to, today we're going to look at the top five games we previewed. And so we're going to talk about those games and then then get into probably a little bit of uh, games that didn't make the list for what reason, some other games we previewed. And then next week, we'll talk about the top five games we've played so far. And these are all so far at the end of them, right? Okay. But yes, we are watching the comments. If you have any questions as we go through, if you want to hear more about these games, let us know. But let us start with the first one. It's going to be number five for the games previewed. It's going to be... Rogue Angels. So this is one that we played a couple times together on the channel. Yeah. Oh. Quick note from future Steve here. Unfortunately, we have an echo on Kanji's mic, but just stick around for another 30 seconds and it gets resolved. Sorry for the interruption. Yeah, yeah. I know, I know Baron is like insanely, insanely excited for this. I thought, I thought it was a fun game. game. Um, the variety in characters where, where each one was completely... completely like, they, they had their own unique thing. thing. I think, I think that, that was pretty, pretty cool um, that, that he had so many already. I think, I think that, that was pretty awesome, awesome as well. Um, the gameplay in terms of the board mechanic, I felt you know, the dry erase thing of kind of bubbling in and building out your character over the campaign. Um, having those extra abilities on the cards, being able to upgrade those card abilities themselves. So it's like, it, from what I see, you never change you, you never, never like, like remove a card and add a card you, you can, can add, add other cards in of like tech upgrades but nothing else um but you know not much more besides that but you get the stickers that you put on cards to power them up which would make which would give you a little bit more abilities i i, I liked that the combat board was small the dice were um i, I they are no failed dice and what i mean by no failed dice is that there's not a miss it's yeah. but if you if you roll and you just didn't get what you were looking for, that's what happens. But it wasn't a you know, there's not a straight up, all right, I'm terrible at dice rolling, so therefore I will fail all the time. <laughs> yeah, I, I like in how the dice rolling oftentimes when we were playing, we were trying to leverage that to our advantage to get ourselves in position or recuperate some resources or something like that, which kinda added to the strategy for this one. I'm surprised with how many characters are in the game. Like you said, like twenty already ready to go, and I've I don't I can't remember how many I've played. Only a handful of them, small portion. Yeah, yeah. They all seem very unique too, different. Um, yeah, yeah. I think that they'll be a lot of fun. This this is an interesting one in terms of how you build it out. It's got that. It's not the true kind, of, and so everyone has this set. And as we talk about other games, uh, you know, it's become a new thing, and they've attributed it to Madara, where it's you you start off with, you know, a, a, a template or a or a palette, a blank palette, and you get to put on and build the character how you want. It doesn't have that fully um, because 
some characters are built a certain way and so you have to use them that way but that doesn't take away from the enjoyment of the game absolutely yeah they they definitely have the special specialities because they even come with unique deck of cards and i thought the the card play in this one was very good as well the yeah. figuring out like where to put things in the time track and trying to figure out yeah. like well i need the slot open so i can't play this one at this spot because it'll mess with me and that adds a really fun decision decision space yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I liked all of that. Get all your cards, play them however you want, as long as they land in the timeline properly. How wounds wounds work in the game are really cool. I, I mean, to me, it's uh, all I, I, and I know the story is still being fleshed out. Um, but all you know, once that story gets fleshed out, it just wraps the night the thing up in a nice little bow, and I think it'll be a lot of fun. I think this is a good one. This will be this will be a good one when it comes back to Kickstarter. Yeah, I agree. And uh, even the the AI as well is nice that you might have a lot of characters on the board, but only two of them activate. Two, two of them activate. Yep. So you're not yep. like moving like a bajillion people at one time. You know, it's still a threat, but it's not like overwhelming with maintenance. If it comes down to it. Yeah, Snow says this game has one bad quote unquote thing: drawing on the cards. <laughs> although I know they offer the erasable thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I know that they're stickers, but you're drawing yes. on the, the erasable board, and a lot of people don't like that. Um, it's the same thing with Hexplorit. A lot of people didn't like Hexplorit because of the dry erase board thing. It didn't bug me. So, um, and, and of course, you can always always remember that in this space, we we solve problems that we don't that we don't enjoy about games by introducing quote-unquote bling right so <laughs> if you don't want to use the dry erase board use dice if you don't want to use dice use a sheet of paper i mean you you yeah. have options so i wouldn't let the dry erase boards be a, a hindrance to playing the game yeah i mean i've even laminated uh boards and then you can write on them with dry erase yep. if you don't want to them up. <laughs> i've I mean, done that too <laughs> pretty there's, there's solutions unfortunately yeah yeah okay yeah this one i i think this one's coming back in September. I think so. I think that's what he said. Yeah. 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 And I, I plan to back it. Um, yeah. So I'm, I, I think it'll be good. Yeah. I'm very much looking forward to backing this one as well at this point. So yeah. it, it was really cool. Very cool game. And by that time, I will have recovered from Gen Con. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I should have money again. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Let's keep going. Let's move on to the next one. Move on to number four. <laughs> oh, it says that. Uh, no, it says I know that some games are meant to be just enjoyed for one-time experience, and so it shouldn't be te detrimental that you draw on stuff or tear it up. But I don't want such a game. Which is fair. Yeah, that's fair. That's okay. fair. Yeah. No, no, no. Don't don't feel like you're being old and grumpy. I mean, the legacy games are hard for me because when they like tear the card off, I'm like, no, I paid money for this. Are you mad? Yeah, <laughs> so, exactly. <laughs> I've never torn up a single card in a legacy game. I've just been like, okay, I'm gonna put that in the box and not look at it anymore <laughs> so yeah, that's what yeah it, i get it that's what i did too actually i kept my all my cards because uh i actually kept them to the side so when like little kids come over and they want to play a game i just give them these cards and they destroy them and that's fine that's kind of they're supposed to be destroyed <laughs> anyway so <laughs> so go for it have that off <laughs> exactly okay let's move on to number four this one uh, probably isn't too much of a surprise because then we were really excited about this one title blades title blades 2 specifically yeah, I'll let you talk about this one only because I haven't played this one yet. I didn't preview this, but I did watch the preview and the fighting in the book. Jaws of the Lion like 
built up for that because I, I I didn't realize how much I hated putting tiles together until like Jaws of the Line came out and there was a book. <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh, I hate putting tiles together. Yes. So, and that's my grumpy old man. It's that, you know, I, I hate putting tiles together. Um, is because, and the books sound great. Um, the mechanic of the grid, I want to hear your thoughts on kind of what you thought about that and just overall as a whole. Yeah. Yeah, this one is a, is, what do you call it, like an adventure game, campaign game? Yeah. Not really a dungeon crawl, it's not a dungeon. It's, actually, I really like how bright this game is. It's very, you get beach vibes when I look at the art and the waves and everything, <laughs> so. Um, yeah, very cool, very cool setting as you level up through the game. But yeah, so let's talk about the grid real quick. So, I found the screen right now if you're happy to watch the video here. But... It's pretty cool. You've got a, a 3 by 3 or 9-space grid, and you will place one of your cards on the grid, and then you'll choose either a row or a column to activate. And you choose, you get the symbols in that order. And at any time you have have it completely filled with cards, you would then pick those cards up and then you know replay them again later at a later time. But the board itself has things printed on it as well. However, the things printed on your board are not as powerful as the cards you play generally and so um you just be ebbs and flows of like rise up some really powerful effects down to the lower ones and trying to figure out how to if i put this in the corner can i leverage this ability multiple times it is that was a big surprise for me how that worked i really enjoyed the puzzle i i wasn't looking for another campaign game to be honest but this one when i played it i was like man there's not much i i mean i'm trying to pick out little things i didn't like about it and it really isn't there much wasn't of anything. much that was there. Yeah. yeah. It's just well, what's the com- who's the company that made this? This one is Skybound, I believe, the publisher. Um, uh, it's probably going to be all oh, Druid City. The, Druid, yeah. City. Yeah. Druid City Games. Okay. Okay. So. Yeah, so I'm 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 definitely curious about it. I didn't do the art the RPG book. Um D&D has my life and so mm-hmm. and and to my life it shall remain. Uh, but um the 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 game itself seems pretty cool um i backed this one uh so i i've never played title boys i didn't play the first one at all i think i i don't think the first one fell into what i was like but it sounds like this one they came back they changed some stuff and then they built on it so i'm definitely curious as to how this is gonna play yeah i really like this one and it's only like it's not to me scenarios as well. It seems pretty fairly short, but you a lot of ways to level up. This one you do have a sheet you fill out your uh, piece of paper you write on for your character progression. Okay. Uh, Snow had an interesting question here. Talking about this, how do you feel about stories spanning different games that have different modes? And this, this is a good, good point to bring up specifically for this game because, like I said, you didn't play the first one. I played the first one. And they have a third one already coming out already. And the first one was like a competitive... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. A bit of something I can forget off the top of my head. Um, and then now the second one is a cooperative like dungeon crawl adventure game, and the third one is something entirely different as well, back to a competitive game. And it's yeah. a cohesive story across them, but you don't need to know the story. But like for me, I'm probably only going to play this one because it's co-op. So. Yeah, yeah. That's a, it's like the the three of us are all about co-op based games, right? Yeah. We. Yeah. I I don't mind. Uh, I don't want to say that I I hate competitive games, but I don't lean into them as much, only because 
Um, I like to, you know, to have fun with the people I'm playing with. And when you play competitive games, I've seen the toxicity that comes from that stuff. <laughs> Magic. <laughs> but uh, I, I've, I watched the tournament of Magic and I was like, you know what? This is not for me because somebody's going to say something that's going to tick me off. So I was like, I'm going to stay away from it. But the compa- but the cooperative games are cool because, you know, you get the right group. We're always yeah. talking, always getting stuff going. So it works. I, I if, if they go back to competitive, I probably might not be part of that. I'll just stay with Title Blades 2 and then, you know, move on to something else. Yeah, it's very cool. And I... Uh, yeah, I'm the same way. I used to play Magic in tournaments too. I've I've seen it. I've been there. <laughs> so, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is about like, comp- like competitive games that that there are a few people who will play it and be like, all right, I'm playing for fun and yeah. I lost. Okay, good game. Shake hands. Thanks a lot right. and leave. But then there's that, you know, that few who's I I must destroy you and and make you feel less than me <laughs> yeah i remember distinctly i was playing with someone in magic tournament and they made the, the mistake oh don't worry just take it back it's fine we're just we're having fun in this tournament and it wasn't it was just yeah. like a local tournament not like a ranked thing or anything and so sometime later i made a, a mistake hey you might have to take it back he's like no i'm like oh <laughs> okay <laughs> let's see how this is <laughs> so <laughs> Oh man! Anyway. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it, it, that's the thing. If you're not playing for fun and right. you're you're playing to to be a jerk, yep. Nah. <laughs> play to win, but also play to have fun. You can do both. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can play to win, but you can have fun while doing it, exactly. right? If exactly. if someone's like, "Oh, I messed up," can I pull it? Yeah, I don't care. Pull it back. <laughs> I don't care. Let, let's make this fun. <laughs> right. totally but yeah this one is cool i like this one um i like how the books line up and you can explore different areas it looks the art is fantastic in this game that was another thing for me it looks very vibrant and so yes. i'm i'm super i'm super pumped to get the books together and try those out yep but cool yeah this one i play a few times I, I like i said i was really impressed and this one i i did i did want it back so title blades okay okay let's keep going let's keep going do it Moving on to number three. Number three. This is one that you shouldn't be surprised seeing on my list. <laughs> if you know anything about me. So, <laughs> it is Earth Under Siege. What? A stealth game made it on this list? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Self <Surprise>. in face. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I think I think my thing for stealth games is I'm I'm horrible at it, so yeah. therefore I, I stay away from it. I, that's I, fair. <laughs> but and that's why you know when when you see it when you saw us play Molly, I try I wanted us to move past the stealth <laughs> part of that. But I, it's it's just because I'm I'm not good at I I will be full well admit I'm not good at stealth games. Um, I think I just kind of lose the patience for all right, sneak here, wait. It's like no, I want to kill that guy. <laughs> it's like no you can't kill that guy don't kill that guy yet yeah but go ahead what do you what do you think yeah so earth under siege is a big heavy tactical game this is like a sci-fi dungeon crawler honestly it's um a pro- if i would get a, a sign to an ip it'd be probably something similar to xcom in a bo- in box honestly feels that way because you're like humans uh trying to take back the take back earth because aliens have invaded 
Um, it is a huge game. Actually, Snow mentioned here says, I have no idea why I skipped this one. I'm sure it was some sophisticated reason like too big pass, which is very true. This is a huge game. Huge game. Um, what was this game? I missed it. This game is Earth Under Siege Flashpoint. Like I said, the yeah. big sci-fi, dungeon crawl, heavy tactical play. Uh, there's a lot of rules in this one. <laughs> a lot of rules, a lot of things going on. High replayability. Because, I mean, so each character... I'll, let me describe how this game works a little bit. Because it sounds like some people haven't seen this one yet. Um, so we have different characters, and you have these action pools. And let's, I just want to see the gameplay stuff. <laughs> okay, well, there's to there's there's actions you can do um, on your character, and then there's also free actions from cards you can play in your hand. And those you spend those to play cards in your hand or, or do some, some basic effects as well. And each card has a top effect and a bottom effect. And a top effect is kind of the normal way of playing the card. A bottom effect, you can actually boost it for a, a stronger version of that same effect, which is really cool. Uh, hey, Jan, welcome. Happy to see you here. Hey, what's going on? And so the card play is great in this one. I was really engaged in how that works. There's a lot of mitigation because you get discard cards to re-roll re dice, for example. There's dice rolling this one as well. Uh, so just be aware of that. And then you have different equipment you can uh, put on your characters. Um, you've got armor, gear. You can even, you can even go to armories in the game and, and steal the enemy weapons. Or if you're really lucky, find alien tech. But if you find alien tech, like alien gun, you have to like learn how to use it before you can actually use it, which is pretty cool. Okay. So, but yeah, it is a big, heavy game. Lots of things on you. Also, before you enter every mission, you can choose a mode of attack. So here's the mission. Here's the goal. I can choose to cut the power of the building before I go into it. And now I'm going to have like different, I have night vision goggles, for example. And oh, it's going to okay. be hard for people to spot me. But then they're also more aware of my presence. So like, uh, you can do with that approach. You can do breach and clear, which now okay, I now have things to like um, cameras. I can hook, go underneath the the doors to peek inside the rooms before I, I I break into it. And then you can have like different tactical events where I can move in there and then everyone else can shoot. So you can like these coordinated attacks and everything. Very very cooperative in this one for sure as well. Enemy AI um, out there, which I enjoyed. There's a lot of yeah, a lot of dice, a lot of tokens. This is a huge, huge game, um, for sure. Thirteen dice, do you get to roll them all? <laughs> no, not <one. laughs> Is it is it like Eldritch Horror where you get to roll everything? <laughs> yes, uh, you always roll the white dice, and then you can upgrade the red dice in some some situations as well. Oh, okay, so it's like um, Infinity Defiance, that where you have upgrade dice. Um, I'm not sure. I don't know Infinity Defiance, but probably? <laughs> uh, well, yeah. Infinity Defiance was a game created by Corvus Belly. The mechan the one cool mechanic that it had that I really loved was when you, you had dice just like Descent, right? Mm -hmm. Where they are, there are different colors which allow for harder hits, or you know, you start off with weaker hits. But you also had defense dice, and the thing is, is when you roll the dice, you rolled yours and the enemy's dice together. So if they're defending, you roll their defense die and your attack die. And the cool thing about it is that they can hit you on your turn. So if oh, they cool. roll like a shield and a, and a strike and you roll just two strikes, they'll block one of yours and hit you back and you'll hit them. You'll hit them for, you know, how much ever damage you do. 
and then on your turn, on their turn, you do the same thing. So I'm wondering if it's like that, if like the 13 dice means that it's upgrade. It doesn't have the hit back mechanic, but if it has the upgrade dice mechanic. No, this one's very different in that I think you only roll for yourself. So like um, the enemies will always attack with a set value and they always defend with a set value. So you are rolling okay. to exceed okay. that value, for example. or in Okay, okay, okay. But you have a lot of mitigation, so you have ways of like, oh, you know, I really need to upgrade my dice to red one, which has no misses on it at all. It's always going to be a hit in some fashion. That's just what range of hits you can get. And the white one definitely okay. has misses on it. Gotcha. gotcha. And, and this one on TTS, I believe it is. I'm not positive on that. It's been a while. Um, I did play the, the physical prototype on this one. Um, but I, I, I'll have to double check. I know there was one supposed to be coming at some point. I'm, I think it might have got added. But yeah, this one is a very, very involved, uh, very fun one. I enjoyed this one quite a bit. Uh, but you talk about tiles, this one's got lots of tiles. So, <laughs> so. Yep, Earth Under Siege. So I really, really enjoyed this one. I was surprised. But like I said, heavy, heavy tactics. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Snow, I remember all you passed. Cool. Good. I'm glad you remembered. So. <laughs> okay. Um, let's keep going to uh, number two. So this one... We both played. Let's talk about this one. This one is probably a surprise to people. I don't know if many people looked into it, uh, but I wound up loving this one, and that was a uh, Deep Rock Galactic. Uh, we began playing this, and then my internet went out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we we did finish this one just kind of off screen. However, I'm, I'm going to be rescheduling uh, Steve and I to play this this coming Thursday so we can play through live on stream so you can get a taste for it. So far from what I, I can't play the the IP game because it's first person. I can't play first person. Yeah. Um, but I can play uh, I am curious about it. It seemed a lot of fun. Uh, so I'm I'm very curious to, you know, Thursday I think will tell will seal the you know seal the deal one way or another for me. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Jan, I gotta pull up pull this up. Is this the one stream where we don't talk Marvel United? Oh, there's this game that we previewed yeah. called Marvel United. <laughs> <Speaking of> which... <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> um, but yeah, Deep Rock Collected. I didn't know this IP at all. I saw the board game. It sounded cool. I reached out and luckily was able to uh, get a preview of this, played it. We wound up playing this every multiple times every day. Like, it just hit hard at my house. We loved it. Kept, kept replaying it. Uh, my son was just enthralled with, with how it worked and everything. And it's just a, it's a fun game. It feels to me like Gears of War-ish type, that like genre or that type of game. It's nothing like Gears of War. Let me just be clear. But it feels like that part of the collection, I would say. Okay. And like, I didn't know the IP at all. And then after I loved the game so much, I wound up checking out the video game. And now I'm playing the video game, which is a really fun game. Now I understand some of the things in the game. So, but uh, it's all making sense. It's coming together, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, this one you are playing as dwarves in a employed at a mining company. The mining company is called Deep Rock Galactic. And Deep Rock Galactic is a company that doesn't really care about you. <laughs> They're like, you know what? We need some mine, we need these minerals. Go down there. There might be some alien bugs. And once you get to meet the minerals, we're going to leave, whether you're on this ship or not, to, to come back home. But we'll see what happens. So that's kind of like the premise of the game. So. Awesome. And what made this the board game interesting to me is the fact that the, the board itself you can manipulate. 
So if like in in most dungeon crawl type games or dudes on the map type thing, you've got line of sight, of course, and angles. Well, this one, um, this big bad guy just spawned right next to my the spot I need to go to. You know what? I'm going to drill. I'm going to cut out a minor wall to make a path around him to get behind him to mm -hmm. get to where I need to go, right? And that's something that was very unique. I've never seen in other board games. That really opened up the strategies. We're like, oh, oh man, I'm in line of sight. Let me let me cut a hole so I can dump dunk out a line of sight or 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 uh, run some. I'm being chased by this giant giant alien monster. Maybe I'll just cut my way through the walls before he catches up to me. For example, right? So yeah. it added a lot to it for me. That's and cool, though. Yeah, in this one you've got four different classes, and they're all very unique classes, and they all are cooperative and and how they can help each other out, which is really fun. I enjoy how that works. Um, you got you can you yeah you go around trying to do objective. The objective is normally go get minerals and bring it back to the ship. And during at, at some point you can get you can call in a resupply pod to get more ammo and stuff because you only have limited number of ammo and, and supplies. And I think the big con for this one is the limited mission variety. But I've looked at the mission since it it completed, and they've already added the mission types in the core box, which is I was not expecting. Uh, but I did. I know the designers did say that hey, we are going to add a lot more mission types. It is coming back to Kickstarter. It is going to come back with more content. They just want to get this in people's hands as fast as possible. Now, so they can enjoy it, and then they're going to flush it out with even more of that. Because in the video game, there's tons of uh, mission types. Um, for example, like an escort mission where you're uh, riding on this giant drill as it goes through the cave system to get to a um, uh, rare mineral you have to get. Or you have to build pipes to go extract uh, extract some some liquid liquid uh, minerals, for example. Uh, but yeah, okay. this one was really fun. Dice rolling this one, too. <laughs> so... Okay. And, and and I'd asked you this earlier, but we're just gonna just re-ask for state of the of the uh, chat is that this game the missions are um, and I'll and I'll use the I'll use the name of the game, but not it's not like this game at all. But the the missions are like Zombicide, where it is one mission when you're done, restart, kind of get back, go back to base, and then the next mission is a completely different mission you know you're starting your character from scratch and you're just playing it off so it's not there's not a campaign it's just more one mission one mission one mission and until you get through all the missions yeah that is the primary way to play it i feel like but there's also a deep dive mode where you will play one missions after another and then mm -hmm. there's some level of persistence between them but it's not like oh i'm leveling up i'm getting this new ability you have your abilities. You're not going to get yeah. new abilities in this one. You, you'll get new gear. Uh, you'll have to manage your equipment. Uh, you'll get new uh, rock and stone cards, which gives cool effects. But um, that's that's basically the limits of it. So yeah. it's, it's... And, and it's not a bad thing. I mean, we're in the we're like in this weird space right now in the community, you know, gaming community where we're inundated with campaigns. Here's a campaign. You got a hundred plus hours, and then this other one has four hundred plus hours, and this one has a ton of hours and it's gotten to the point where you can't play it all you'd love to play it all you, you'd love to get into it but you can't play it all so therefore um you know having a game that has just one-offs it's not a bad thing um it's not a bad thing to have uh it's actually a good just, thing for me too because i get yeah campaign. like for me yeah. I, don't worry i like playing campaigns but more than one campaign at a time is just 
no, it's too much, too much, and they take too long. <laughs> like, um, yeah. I get, get back to like right, uh, Reichbusters. Reichbusters campaign is only six missions. Like, I love that. Like, give me a campaign, I can get through, it, I can have fun, and then I'll come back and replay it. It's not that long. It's no big deal, right? Yeah, um, yeah. I kind of wish I, I we think... had more of that than the fifteen hundred <laughs> campaigns, yeah. like some games. <laughs> Yeah, and I and I think that's where games like and I'm, I'm going to pull some old schoolers out, but they're still relevant. People still love them. Is mm-hmm. Mansions of Madness? Great story. Mm-hmm. Wrap it up and you're done. <laughs> you know, um, right. Arkham Horror LCG. They have the the you know they have their their um uh the I don't want to call it mythos. I forgot what it's called. But uh, but they have the mini campaign. You know you play through a set and after you're done wrap it up you could go on to another set but your characters are done the story's done that type of thing like i i like i I like long campaigns just like the next person but i think like the short game we especially with how shipping and production everything is i wouldn't be surprised if we start seeing more games start coming out with the short quote-unquote campaigns happening uh now like we'll start seeing more of those start to appear yeah i'm all i'm all for short campaigns for sure okay yeah this one was fun this one was easy to get to table it plays pretty fast like an hour so i appreciate that as well all right let's keep going moving on to number number uno what could it be (laughs) exactly (laughs) if you know me um, this you probably already know what this is, and it's not Marvel United. That <laughs> <laughs> should be. It better it be Marvel be. United. It should be. Jan has asked for it to be Marvel United. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> no, no. Um, this one is awesome, and it's one we've also played, and it will be played again in the near future as well. And this that is Leviathan Wilds. So this one isn't on Kickstarter yet. It's coming in a few weeks, I want to say, like two or three weeks or something like that. Yeah. I'll double check. I should have looked before we started streaming here. That's yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, this is an awesome game. I love this one. I can't get enough of it. I played easily between 10 and 15 times already. It's not, it's not even on Kickstarter yet. So. And launching July 12th, so 10 days. It'll there be you go, out. July 12th. Yep. And um, it's yeah, Shadow of the Colossus was uh, that's an old school giddy for me. Like I love that game so much. Um, very, a lot of fond memories of, you know, the giant like leaning down and trying to grab grab your character. It, it you know the game's been out long enough that if people are like, yeah, I don't know what the story is, too bad. Uh, but <laughs> to find out that you're actually the bad guy in that story, I think like the whole thing was just cool. Yeah, this kind of puts you know, Shadow of the Colossus in board game format. Um, so I, I'm I'm really interested in that. Yeah, I I like how this is in a book. You open the book and it's just a giant Leviathan. You have to climb on them. The goal is to heal them by knocking off these corruption crystals on them, basically. You can knock off all the crystals, you win the game. Yeah. And you lose the game is if someone gets eliminated and you have one last round and that's basically it. Um, yeah, and that you could fall off. You like, can fall that's off. So cool. <laughs> I know. Yeah, so you imagine your your grip strength as you're climbing up. You you'll get tired after a while because your 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 game's represented by a deck of cards, and as the deck runs out, you don't have a deck anymore. Guess what? You fall. <laughs> and so you have to like find these safe spots on the Leviathan to stop and rest, recuperate, and shuffle your deck and keep going. And it's it's a lot of fun. It's it really it does a lot of nice things in it. The cooperation is very high. 
because you can play cards on anybody's turn, and you're always engaged because of that. You can actually customize the characters as well, which is really cool, because you can say, you know what, I want this character and mix it with this class. So there is some... I, you're probably going to start with a character in class in the beginning, but at some point you'll be able to switch them out because you can be like, you know what, I really like the character... I'm trying to think of the character named Hazard, for example. I, I want to give him a gadgets, so I'll put a gadget to your class on him. And then each Leviathan also has their own unique approach as they play through. Because that was my one big hesitation when I played this game originally, was I wasn't sure there was going to be a lot of variety, but it definitely feels that way. Yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, it's it's variety as much as it can be, right? Yeah. Um, uh, but it's still it's still a good set of variety that's on there. I'm I'm excited to to play this to back this and get into it only because it's like once again, short quick game. You know, climb to the top, try to knock down those those cr- uh, corruption crystals, work as a team, and then and it comes in a book. <laughs> like yeah. it checks a lot of boxes for me. So, I. There's, I don't think there's, yeah, there's not a lot of dice rolling. It's just card play on this one. The dice are just purely to symbolize the strength of the corruption crystals, if I'm correct. Yeah, Dan mentioned a good comment here. He said, I had no idea this was a company of industry veterans from Fantasy Flight Games that got transferred to Z-Man, then let go. So they started this company. So these are veteran designers and developers who made this game. And um, yeah, it's very, very well done. Very clean. Yeah, yeah. Very beautiful art. The, the, all of all, I keep calling them the Colossus, right? all the different Colossus. <laughs> but uh, but the different the different uh, I forgot what they call them in this game. Is it the Leviathans? All yeah. the different Leviathans are are vibrant and beautiful. I think the artwork is fantastic. That's definitely yeah. They and some of they have unique mechanics in a lot of them too. So which is really really cool. Yeah yeah. Yeah. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention too is I I really enjoyed the planning part of this one because every turn you flip over a threat card and that's like something bad that's coming that's going to affect you or multiple people for example, but then you can the players have a have ability to play their actions and so you can maybe evade or get out of that threat for for example which made a lot of sense because if you're John Le- Leviathan you see him, he's going to swing and swat at you you see the hand coming. It's coming. It's going to hurt, but you've it's moving pretty slow. So you got a chance to get <laughs> it's up away. To you if you're gonna, yeah, and, and I think I think that's cool too. Yeah, it it kind of gives that sense of the size of the creature. It's like the hand's coming. Yes, I see it coming. <laughs> I see. Do I have do I have enough ability to get out of the way? <laughs> Absolutely. And this has a little bit of a campaign vibe to it as well, where as you play through the. The different ones you unlock cards that will help in later uh, leviathans as you go through it and then mm-hmm. if you do well enough because there's gonna be like an achievement um scale for each leviathan you can then unlock even better cards if you perform well for example um and, and new abilities and stuff so very very excited for this one i am all in when it launches on what do you say the 12th <laughs> yes the 12th yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm. I'm in on this one too. Um. It lots of this. Um. Uh, I'm. Uh, lots of lots of good vibes of childhood memories for this <laughs> game. So, I'm. I'm all about. I'm all about this game. Absolutely. Cool. Well. Yeah. That's um. That's the list. That's the top five. There were some. I can do some other games that didn't cut. Make the cut. We can talk about those real yeah. quick. Um, yeah. Let's, what do you let's ha- see what didn't make the cut. Did you have anything you want to bring up real quick before we jump to that? 
Um, for me, so um, I like I said, I'm still new in the space. So uh, a lot of the previews I've done is with you know Steve. Steve and Baron have been fantastic and let me just kind of tag along and and play some of those games, which I'm super grateful for. I think I was able to preview one, which was Fire for Light, but that campaign got halted, and I think they're supposed to be coming back for it. Uh, it was by Greenbrier Games. It was to me, it was it, it was an interesting game. It was a crafting game. So it was a crafting, there was some fighting, um, but you can borrow from other characters to do different things if you're playing true solo. And it had an interesting vibe to it to see how it would work out. But I haven't heard anything back to see when that game's going to come back or if it's going to come back. But hopefully it doesn't die on the vine. It it had an interesting, it, it had potential. And I would have loved to have seen more of it. Um, but that I think that was one of the ones that didn't make the cut only because it was canceled yeah because i uh previewed about 10 games so far this year so there's five other ones that didn't quite make it <laughs> yeah i think there are way too many games that's the exact right snow there's just too many to keep track of it's just impossible yeah. to play them all and yeah you can get be aware of all of them but yeah there's a game coming up soon that i'm pretty excited for it's called uh davy jones locker and it is a cooperative pirate game because there's a lot of pirate games out there, but none of them are cooperative. And not only is this a cooperative pirate game, but it's got a Kraken in it. So I mean, like, can't go I, mean, I mean, gotta have I mean, a Kraken. Yeah, gotta have a Kraken. If you got if, if you got a if you got a pirate game and no Kraken, what what are you doing? Exactly. <laughs> that's like having that's like having a desert game and no no uh, no spice worm, right? No dune worm. Right. Just, what are you doing? <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I'll be providing some coverage for that one uh, as it comes up here in the near future. Uh, that's that's been fun. I enjoy that one. Uh, so it's got two acts where you first act you're kind of adventuring, leveling up, improving your ship, and the second act working together in this giant whirlpool fighting this kraken. It's it's pretty cool. Very cool. Is it? I'm yeah. I'm I'm curious about it. Like so, are you just kind of uh, working with the dev right now to just see you know when you'll stream it? Uh yeah, he's he already had prototypes sent out to some reviewers. Some okay. going to send one my way, I think, as well. But there's a TTS mod, so we can play it anytime. So, <laughs> yeah. Hey, if you don't, then you're cracking. Like nice, nice <laughs> <laughs> Dad jokes, dad jokes. <laughs> Love it. No, no, I think that that was that was it for me in terms of the previewed games. Now next week. I've got a bigger list of things that we've played so far and where they stack up to. Um, but hopefully we'll have our, our Mr. Bear back and yeah. we can go through that for sure. Yeah, next week will be a really fun one because the release games are always always exciting to see how that actually turns out <laughs> for sure. Um, but yeah, I played that. Uh, Drop Bear is another one I've been playing recently, which is a game that I think is going to be very decisive for people. Uh, because when you first play, it feels very luck dependent, especially since you can have like your character get one shotted by a, a Tornervous Koala, aka Dropper. Uh, but there's a lot of luck mitigation in it that's not always a, apparent. So that one didn't make my list because of that hesitation. I don't know if people would. Um, the more I play, the more I like it. And I've had some really exciting games, really tense games for sure. But okay. uh, that that could also that could swing people negatively potentially for that one. Um, we played other games. Uh, Malia is one we played together, which was really fun. That was holy, holy uh, kitchen sink Batman, right? 
<laughs> like, let's have everything in one game. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I, I think people who have backed Malia will enjoy Malia. I think I, so. I'll, I'll, I'll say that I don't want I don't want the dev to ever feel like, okay, well, I'm tearing down this game. I'm not. I'm not. I think it's I, I think it's it's it fits us it fits the genre, and it fits that genre well. Um, for me, it's not for me only because. <laughs> Um, as a solo player, as a streaming solo player, that is too much, and I will be, I, I will, I will do it in injustice. <laughs> <laughs> so, it would be fantastic with a dedicated group for sure. With a dedicated group, it would be fantastic. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Agreed. The procedural open world nature of it was just blew my mind. Like they did a really awesome yeah. job with that one. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. Um, World walk, sandbox world walking is always a win for me. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I've I know like on my collection over here, a lot of them are that. So mm-hmm. I, I I love that about it. The day night mechanic, all that other stuff. Um, I, I think it's it's got it's got what it takes. It's just I think it's too much for me at this moment. Yeah, that's fair. Very fair. Well, thanks everyone for watching, and uh, we'll see you at the next stop. Bye bye. Thanks for joining us again for the One Stop Co-op Shop podcast. Check out our YouTube channel at One Stop Co-op Shop. Also, join us for games and discussion on our Discord channel. You can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash one stop or leave us a review on iTunes. Thanks again and we'll see you next week for another top five list.